0: I'm excited today because uh, we've got our very own Matt Ross preaching for us. And I know he's got a great word. We're in a series called Anointed. And uh, I know that he's anointed to bring this word to us. So let's be encouraging. Let's draw the most out of him as he brings the word this morning. Can you do that, church? Come on. Awesome. Awesome. How are we doing, church? Good stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Hey, um. Oh, thanks, Pastor Dave. That was an amazing introduction. And uh, we're blessed with great pastors, aren't we? And um, I reckon we could be a church that, man, just thinks on how we can bless our pastors and how we can encourage them rather than what we didn't like about them. Okay? So uh, I reckon this year, maybe just be encouraged. Maybe this might pop back into your mind sometime through the year. How can you bless Pastor Dave and Mayor and their family? Uh, you could drop some food off for them. You could encourage them. Uh, I certainly know, uh, you know, I get to stand up here one today, and uh, the amount of time required for for Pastor Dave or someone to come up and speak and bring the word to us, uh, we don't see all that hard work. So how about let's encourage them and their walk as they encourage us, amen? Awesome, cool. Hey, uh, yeah, a few people I think put their hand up going back to work, who, man, who had a, a... a bummer of a week. Who wants to quit their job already <laughs> in 2019? I think it must be the first week back at the year where most people will contemplate Am I supposed to be doing what I'm doing? I want to quit and uh, go do something cooler. Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, that uh, it, it, you know, we're doing a series um, called uh, Anointed. Um, and part of the heart be- behind this is that so we, in 2019, who, who doesn't want a repeat of 2018? that uh, there's going to be a better thing, and better things coming for us this year, and that comes by pressing in to the one who brings the better things, uh, Jesus Christ. And um, so this year, um, we're going to start off by, uh, Pastor Dave preached last week on prayer, and um, we're going to be a church that's praying, we are a church that prays, and uh, again, I just want to honor Dave, many you, I don't think he mentioned last week, he was up with a migraine the night before, I think he was throwing up or something uh, the night before, and then got up here and preached and didn't mention anything, so um, last week's message is online, if you missed it um so on some prayer this week we're gonna be talking about um uh we're gonna we're gonna get into his word a wee bit and we are just it's called anointed and I thought man what is what does it actually mean uh some of you might be more spiritual than me and really and have read into what anointed means and and uh and how that affects me in my life today so I turned to the trusty source of Google and I googled the word anointed and it came out with um to anoint and so then i i thought well that didn't help much so maybe i should go to the bible instead of going to google and um so we've got a slide up here uh slide one Uh, it says he anointed us to set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come so it kind of made sense that anointed, and then it goes on and says, and put his spirit in our hearts. Maybe I thought perhaps being anointed means something to do with us, the spirit. You know, like I know some um, where they'll, they'll do the oil, or you know, you read in the Bible about where they do oil, but that's just a picture of the spirit of God anyway, the oil. Um, and so today we're going to talk about the spirit of God. Who's excited about that? I don't know about you, but I don't know everything about the spirit of God, and he's a bit mystical. Uh, he is a person, but he is also easy to understand because we're made for a relationship with God. So, this morning, um, let me get my paper around the right way. We're going to unpack what it means to be anointed. I also, as a, as an aside, looked up the Urban Dictionary because if if you if you struggle with Google, then you can go to Urban, which look gives you more of a real uh, this these days kind of explanation. Uh, And it says in the Urban Dictionary, blessed to be called to be great, made with a purpose. And then it says, set aside for a unique reason, unshakable and strong, predestined to be awesome. Predestined to be awesome. I just want to say right out the bat that 2019, you're predestined to be awesome. Because God didn't make you uh, to be boring and to grind away at the grindstone. Whether you're a a mum, whether you're in the office, whether you're a builder, 2019 is going to be different. It's by His Spirit that you're predestined to be awesome, and so uh, He wants to set us free this morning. I believe He wants to do stuff in our lives, so we're going to get right into it. Number one this morning, uh, if you're taking notes, His Spirit is life. Who felt a bit more alive in the holidays? Who didn't get a holiday? Put out your hand. Oh, everyone, go. Oh, uh, we had a great holiday. We, um, we. Uh, Managed to get away in our car and, and do a bit of a road trip. We went down through central Otago and uh, and then up the west coast and across back to Christchurch. So we did a few miles. And uh, we've got a wee two-year-old. Um, so we learned some things about camping. We weren't camping with a two-year-old. Uh, actually, the the very first night was interesting. We rocked up. And who knows that uh, pitching a tent can test any marriage. And um, and so we turned up and we pitched the tent. We made it thus far. And I thought, oh, this is going well. Uh, and then we had a new gas cooker, so I thought I oh, would we'll set it up. We we'll set it up next to the tent. It was a bit windy and stuff, so I the the campsite was on a bit of slope. So I thought, well, I'll put the table. I prop it up with some baked bean cans. First mistake. Then I'll light the burner that I've never read the instructions before, and we'll have, give it a whirl. So it's got a gas bottle, and we light it up, and I thought, oh, man, it's burning. Wow, it's a bit close to the tent. Better pull the table out a bit. Forgot the cans were there. The thing fell on. The, the flaming thing tipped upside down next to the tent. I'm thinking we're going to burn down our tent. It's the first night. so And then I'm like, it's a gas fire. There's gas. I better turn that off. Uh, family are close. We nearly died. I pulled the thing out. Uh We sat on the ground, looked at each other, and had cold dinner, and had to go to town to get a new gas bottle uh the very next day so that was the start of our holiday, but from there it was upwards but in a good way it was it was a we um most of the time we hung out next to water um and we you know there's something about going to the beach. Did you want to go down Caroline Bay? You can kind of call it a beach more like a mud flat with some water, but it is very nice and safe for kids we uh the thing is about a beach, and I realised it as I was contemplating this morning, is that the reason uh, why people go to the beach is because there's water there, right? So check up the picture of the beach that we went to on the on the west coast. There, we've got a slide. Um, this is where we went. Um, maybe not. Uh, so, but the thing is that the reason why everyone would want to go to that beach is because there's water there, right? See, if you if you took the water away, what'd you get? Next slide. Yeah, so no one sunbathes there. No one, no one sunbathes. No one has fun. You don't lie on the sand dunes sunning themselves and, and relaxing. The desert equals death. I've been to a desert like that. It was 49 degrees Celsius. And if you didn't drink water, you'd die pretty quick. You can take that down. See, the only reason that we go to the, the, the beach or the lake or whatever or wherever you went in the holidays, if you're a water person, maybe you stood and stayed inside and read a book, that's cool, but the, 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 the reason we go is because the water. You see, the thing is, it's kind of like that in life. Scripture says, we've got another slide, whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures said, rivers of living water will flow from within. By this, he meant the Spirit. whom those who believed in him were later to receive. We've got another slide. It says in Isaiah 44, For I will pour out water to quench your thirst that is, and to irrigate your parched fields, and I will pour out my Spirit on your descendants and blessing on your children. See, what about us? What about you for 2019? Where is your life a wee bit like a desert and dry and been baked by the hot sun of 2018? Where is there a lack of life and joy Maybe it's in the workplace. Maybe it's at home. What is it for you? I can identify areas in my life where there's a lack of his spirit, a lack of his water. He wants us to refresh us. We don't need a longer holiday. Maybe those, those that didn't get a holiday do need a holiday. But we just need more of a spirit in 2019. For where there's water, life comes I got another photo. I took a wee bit of Googling to get this one, but um, in the desert if if water comes it can transform really quickly. See, one moment with the Spirit of God can transform something that's dry in your life into something that's alive and vibrant in your life. Not only that, but it makes other people look and be like, wow, that's amazing. How many people in our lives will look at us this year and be like, something's different about you. Maybe it's because when we press in and 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 press into God, His Spirit comes alive in us and brings water in our life where it was dry, and people start to notice. Is that cool? So number one, His Spirit is life. Number two, His Spirit is a deposit. The verse I read earlier about Him... Uh, right at the start, in the in the Passion Translation, which is a, a, a slightly um, different one, it says, now, there's a slide for this one as well, now it is God himself who has anointed us. And he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. He knows we are his, and he has also stamped his spirit, a seal of love over our hearts, and has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring. It's given to a bride a down payment of the blessings to come. It's a cool verse. So the spirit's like life, but then the spirit's like a deposit. You could think of it in terms of banking terms. But what does it mean for the spirit of God to be a deposit in our lives? About nine years ago, there was a young man um who uh was was working out of Australia um in an island and um he had a great job. All the it was working on an island resort and um it was a uh, like a, a tourist destination, and so that, the staff they were able to use um, all of the toys, so all the jet skis, all the all the all the yachts, all the tennis courts. They stayed in the staff accommodation, and uh, so everything. And nine years ago, this young man realized that well, perhaps I don't have everything I really wanted. Uh, so the young man was me, and I went back to Austri- uh, New Zealand and proposed to my. Now, wife Ellen was sitting on the front row, so I kind of realised that man, I've got everything that I want on this island here in terms of material stuff, but there's something I don't that that I actually really want in life. See, and so I proposed. I popped a knee, and um, the rest is history. But the the thing is, with with my marriage, and and if you're married, you realise that that's just the beginning. That the best is yet to come. The ring is like a deposit of like this is the intention. This is the good things that are going to come in our life, and this is where I see us heading. It's the same with the Spirit of God. He has poured His Spirit into our lives, but as man, it's only just a taster of what's to come. See, the Word says that the way of the righteous gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Where do we not believe that in our lives? Where do I not believe that in my life? The, the word also says in Romans uh, seven four, I don't know if... We, oh, we have got a slide for this one. You have also become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So I'm going to do a wee illustration here. So this this verse is talking about being um, kind of married to two different people. So So one of them, it says the law there. Let's just call that religion, right? So in 2019, if if we're married to to Mr Mr Religion, this is kind of what it looks like. Um, this doesn't really matter about gender here. It's just an illustration, right? So um, I'll get my I'll get my actual wife up because it's a lot easier to kind of understand if you could. I didn't prompt her. <laughs> you could come sit here. Cool. Uh, actually, if you want to stand first, here we go. This is a fry pan. If you are to <laughs> head over here kindly, darling. Um, right, so, so this is kind of what it's been like uh, married to um, Mr. Religion. So, so if, if Ellie was, and I was Mr. Religion, and, and Ellie's married to me, uh, she goes away and cooks me some eggs. Can you cook me some eggs over there, please? <laughs> this, gender doesn't matter, right? Okay. So this is just an illustration. Yeah, so, okay, can you bring the eggs over there, please? I'm hungry. Thank you. Uh, too hot. Can you cool them down a bit, please? Can Can you go away and and make some more eggs? All right. Yeah. Cool. That's quick. That quick eggs is like microwave. All right. Uh, it's too cold. See, the thing is, with when you're married to Mister Religion, it doesn't matter what you do. You're gonna. You You can. You can sit down now. Yeah, that'd be great. No, just here. Thanks. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. It's gonna be. Not good enough in one way or another. It's going to be too hot, too cold? Do you think you're doing something well? It's not good enough. You're not, you're not doing something enough. Maybe you're not reading your Bible enough. Well, you should read it more. Maybe you've read it lots, but well, now you feel like you haven't done it right. You know, when we're married to Mr. Religion, whatever way we turn, we're always going to fail. See, the thing is, we're not married. The Bible says that we're not married to Mr. Religion. We're married to Mr. Jesus. And this is what it's like when you're married to Mr. Jesus. Jesus cooks the eggs and brings them to you. Yeah? You can eat out of the pan. <laughs> awesome, thanks. <son. laughs> Put it together, hands to give what That was That was impromptu. Grammy, nom- Grammy nominations later. Um, see, the thing is, does it not flip something in our minds? Some of you are probably sitting there and thinking, what? Jesus brings us eggs. He serves us. It's like heresy. We're supposed to serve him. But which one of those pictures looks most like Jesus washing the disciples' feet? Hmm. See number one is spirit is life. Number two is spirit is a deposit. Is spirit is a deposit in us? If the Bible says if we believe in him, he comes and lives in us. And his spirit helps us in our now in 2019. But his spirit, when we go to actual upstairs with him, once we get hit by a bus or whatever happens, <laughs> we'll be at the greatest wedding feast of all time. It says that the church is the bride of Christ, that he delights to serve us. He will always be serving his bride because the book, see, Peter says, don't wash my feet, Lord. He says, if I don't wash you, you won't belong to me. Those that let Jesus minister to them, it brings him pleasure, and we will be the ones who are made like him and realize how much he loves us and start to step out for him. Hmm. Number one, the Spirit is life. Number two, his spirit is a deposit. Number three, his spirit saves. See, the anointing of God is—it's all about a spirit. It's all about freedom. About nineteen hundred years before um, Jesus was born. So Jesus was born in uh, around, you know, zero. We're now uh, AD, and whatever we're in, two thousand nineteen, and uh, about nineteen hundred. Years before Jesus was born, there was this guy called Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. Joseph. Uh, Joseph, I'm going to give you a quick rundown if you haven't heard the story before. Joseph was a guy who had a lot of brothers. He, had, um, he was one of 12. Um, he was a, a man who, young man who was given dreams by God. So God doesn't care how old you are. If you're still at high school, you could be changing at high school. If you're still at primary school, they're probably in the kids' program, but they can be changing their high school, primary school. He had dreams by God, and the job, the dreams were pretty much you're predestined to be awesome, that you, my anointing is on you and you're predestined to be awesome so his his dad obviously favored him as well. His dad gave him like a multicolored dream coat, which we've turned into a musical most in the West. Um, but this guy actually lived nineteen hundred years before Jesus was born, right He got some cool clothes that distinguished him. His brothers then betrayed him uh, and Judah one of his brothers um, instead of killing him, they suggested to sell him to some slave um, buyers. They sold him and, and then they they sprinkled some Blood on his coat. Took it back to his dad and said, oh, "Look, we we found him. He, obviously, an animal got him." He was sold into Egypt and then he was condemned for a crime he did not commit. So, um, go and read the story. It's in Genesis. Um, basically, he was falsely accused, uh, and then by the and and so he went to jail. And then by while he was in jail, the spirit of God and Joseph interpreted a dream for the king of Egypt. And so all of a sudden he's in prison and then he's brought before the king of Egypt and interprets this dream by the Spirit of God. And the king sent him all over the whole land of Egypt. At the time that there was a famine in the land, and Joseph was able to provide some, you know, some pretty good advice and run the land really well. So his brothers came to to Joseph. Because they were in a, a, a separate land, and they came to Egypt, and now stood before Joseph. So that's a that's a really fast rundown of his life, right? This kid who had some dreams from God was betrayed by those who were closest to him, went to jail in another country, came before the king, and now is ruling over a country. Cool. So, what I tell this story? Obviously, he's anointed. It says uh, in. Um, In uh, in Genesis, that Pharaoh, the the king of Egypt, said to his servants, "Can we find such as one as this man, a man as in whom is the spirit of God?" So he's obviously anointed, right? And people are recognizing that God is in him. He is therefore able, through just the anointing of God, to bring about some a great sort of salvation for the land of Egypt. See, the spirit of God saves not only for Joseph but for others as well. Where in 2019 does the Spirit want to set us free and save us, but also others in Timaru? See, if one man can be anointed by God and save a massive country like Egypt, how much can you and I, 2019, press into God, know His Spirit? He's saved us so that we can influence others and bring about the good news. So I haven't got many more points this morning because I believe that God wants to do stuff by His Spirit. I believe that He wants to refresh us. He wants to bring life into us this morning. And soon we're going to have a ministry time. But first, I just want to I want to try and unpack something that is an incredible truth. That if you grasp this, I just know that God's going to bless this. So why do I tell a story of Joseph? And you're like, well, he lived 1900 years ago. What what does that mean for me? Sure, I can I can try and be like this guy. But really, like, how am I supposed to do it? See, the Bible's a book all about Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. Jesus is the main guy in it. He's the main character, main plot character. He's he's a real person, and he's the one which we our faith is central to. See, the the glimpses of Jesus can be seen in the Old Testament. So watch this truth, yeah? are watching? See so Jesus and Joseph have remarkably similar lives. Number one, both were destined to become kings from birth. Joseph had some dreams predestined to be awesome. Jesus born, there would be the king of the world. Both were persecuted out of jealousy. Joseph... His brothers did not despise him for his father's favor. Jesus persecuted because of the father on him, the truth that he spoke. Number three, he was plotted at by his own people. Joseph betrayed by his own brothers. Jesus betrayed by his own people. Number four, Joseph was stripped of his robe. Jesus was stripped of his robe. Number five, Judah offered to sell Joseph for money. Google's a great thing. Judah in Greek means Judas. We know that Judas also sold Jesus for money. How about this? Number six, blood was sprinkled on Joseph's coat. Jesus had his own blood sprinkled on his own coat. Number seven, Joseph was punished and condemned for a crime he did not commit. Jesus was sinless, said he hung on the tree for us. He became the answer for a nation. Jesus is the the answer for us today. Hmm. Let's pick it up where Jesus is standing before. Watch this now, where Joseph's brothers come before him, yeah? In Genesis, there's no slide for this. In Genesis 45, I love this. Then Joseph cannot, so the brothers have come to him and they don't recognize Joseph, right? Because it's been a number of years. He's probably all decked out and bling bling because he's like the king of Egypt and his brothers are still poor dudes. So they come to him asking for stuff. They don't recognize him. Joseph, imagine seeing your brothers for the first time in how many years who sold you, right? Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood before him and he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one was with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and he wept aloud. And the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph, does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near me. So they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, who you sold into Egypt. But now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God has sent me to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years which will be neither a plowing or harvest. God sent me before you to preserve the, preserve a, well that's a weird word, posterity for you in the earth, and to save your lives by great deliverance. For now it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me father of Pharaoh and lord of his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Dave, do you want to jump up on the keyboard? Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept on them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Huh. I don't know about you, but the anointing of God for Joseph is one thing, but this just reminds me of Jesus and how, and brings it back to again, his spirit, how it's applicable for us. Does this not remind anyone of, you know, how Jesus stands before us? It says. Please come near me. In the same way, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. He said to his disciples, Please come near me. Get this in in, in verse 5, it says, But now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me to preserve life. Jesus had every right once he hung on that cross to be a little grumpy with people when he was raised from the dead. That he comes to you and I today he says, Do not be angry yourself. Your areas of life where you've failed, your areas of life where you haven't matched up to where you think you should be, or where others think you should be. Things where you've done stuff, you've hurt people, I've hurt people. He says, Do not be angry with yourself. For God sent me to deserve life. It says in his word that the Father turned his face away from the Son on the cross. He saw Jesus as a substitute. He sent me to preserve a prosperity for you on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So man, the Spirit of God always points towards Jesus. The Spirit of God always exalts what Jesus did on the cross for us. For where that is, there is There is life. There is life. His Spirit is life. It is a deposit. And it saves us. And I don't know about you this morning, but when you look at your life and you think, man, I wish I knew this Jesus. I wish I knew what this whole thing about the Spirit of God is. What even is the Spirit of God? <laughs> don't try and figure him out. I can say my life when I trusted in Him, then stuff started to make sense. So if I could just have your eye closed this morning, I just want to just speak for a moment to those that haven't made a decision to accept what Jesus did into their lives. He's calling to you this morning. I believe I haven't just spoken this word just because it's a great... Idea, but just as the Bible and story of Joseph points towards Jesus, that my words would point towards Jesus, that this morning that you would hear his voice calling to you. He says, do not be angry at yourselves. He is a God of grace and mercy. If you've never known that in your life, I'm going to pray with you in a moment and I believe that stuff's going to shift in your world. So if that's you this morning and your heart's beating fast, you're like, man, something's just going on here. I just encourage you just to, just give me a quick wave then you can close your eyes again and we're going to pray all as a group of people together out loud. We don't want to embarrass you or get you out the front. We just want to know who we're praying with this morning. So if that's you, just give me a quick wave. I'm just looking around for a few moments and then we're going to pray. And then we're going to move on and we're going to have a time of ministry. Who here this morning wants to respond to Jesus? Maybe you've been with him for a long time, but then you walked away and you want to come back to him today. Just give me a quick wave. See the handmaid. Is there anyone else this morning who says, that, Man, I just want Jesus this morning? Awesome, let's pray. Let's pray all together loud. Father, I thank you for the gift of your son. And in 2019, I want to start the year off by pressing into you, by receiving what you've done for me on the cross. I thank you for your forgiveness and your love toward me. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you jump to your feet all around this place? So my fourth and final point this morning is the spirit is fire. I said earlier it's like water. It's kind of, it's not really like Captain Planet where they were like earth, fire, wind, water, and then it's kind of something happens. But it's just an illustration that while it's like water and it brings refreshing to us it can bring a fire in our bones that is not from us so what happened of course those who have been in church a while would know that you know he hung on that cross and rose for us and then ascended to be with the father and it says in Acts they were in one place, everyone say one place Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared on them tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. There was a flame for everyone in that place. Each of them. Not just the music team, not just the person, the mic, or the people on the doors the people who've been in church for ages. There's a flame for each of them. We don't know how many of those people were just newbies to church. There was a flame for each of them. So in a minute we're going to have a time of response. But man, there's there's a flame for you. I just encourage you that people you know people talk about being being burnt out, whether your jobs burnt you out or your churches burnt you out. But it says the spirit is like fire. It's more like you're fireproof than fire that then burned out. See, because in Moses you know it says in the Old Testament that you know he saw a burning bush that didn't burn out the flame of God is not going to burn out in his people you might feel tired or weary this morning but the flame of God is still burning strong the flame of God on your life is still burning strong so if that's you this morning we're going to have some people down here praying in a moment and I just believe God's going to do something I'm already down here I'm already realizing that I need more of Jesus in my life this morning. I'm holding on to the promise that there's areas in my life where I don't feel adequate, but the flame of God is burning strong and never it goes out. So how many other weary people at the start of 2019 would like prayer and like something deposited in them by the Spirit of God that's going to carry them through this year? If that's you this morning, I don't care if you've been in church five minutes or five years or 50 years, come on down the front this morning. Leaders, if you could come down. uh, Richie and uh, who else? Some of the other guys that have been around for a while, come down. And um, we're going to pray. Thank you coming on. Come on down. Jerry, if you want to come down and pray for people, please. so here's what I want to say quickly before we're going to pray for everyone those that have come down, those that haven't maybe you're too nervous what that was going to go down or whatever I just believe that for you guys that came down the front God sees that you come down the front He sees why you've come down the front His Spirit is going to bring a refreshing to all of you this morning. So the, if you're around someone you know come down and you're supposed to be praying, let's just pray. And I believe God's Spirit going to come down. There's a flame for each person, every person. Those that are in the seats, if you could be praying as well, not spectating. We're going to be believing God do something great here this morning. This is why we came to church, amen? To meet with God, to meet with the Spirit. This is why we came to church. We didn't come here just to hear a nice message and some nice music. We come to meet with God. If you're in your seat, you can still meet with God. So maybe open your hands, open your hearts, pray for these people. Father, we thank you those that have come down the front. We thank you, Lord Jesus, as a flame for everybody. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit is for everyone, Lord. Lord, those that believe in you, Lord Jesus, you are going to bring about a fire into their life for 2019. We hold to the truth that your Spirit burns bright, Lord Jesus. Your Spirit is the fire in us, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, keep praying under the seats. Extend the hand to God. He is here. He wants to meet with all of us. just standing here in the black Um, Father we thank you for your touch on this woman we thank you that you know everything about her I thank you Lord Jesus that you're going to bring about great things in 2019 I just believe that the Lord will say to you that there is a refreshment there is a green grass this year there is something that the water is going to come bring life by his spirit there's freedom in him he knows your journey he knows where you've been through but he has got great plans in store for you take hold of his promises, he says this morning. There's joy to come and not sorrow. The spirit is a spirit of joy and he's going to pull that into your life. We thank you, Jesus. In the blue shirt in the back row I don't really know you much but God knows everything about you and I just believe He's placing an authority on your life in the job and the occupation that you do whether it be with an official occupation or just in a family in the church He's going to place an increased authority on you this year that those that are younger will look up to you and man, be like I want to be like that guy that he, your purpose is only, is nowhere near finished in Him. It's going to go from strength to strength as you go through your years. I believe it's not an accident that you were here this morning that He would place His finger on your life and take you from where you are now into the things of Him. Cool?